0: Oh my god i'm so excited for this so first of all it's the hack attack pharaoh <laughs> podcast episode 12 how time flies when you're psychotic and because this is the 12th episode that makes it a nice even dozen number we have a very special guest you know our podcast focuses on the best and brightest especially of the salt lake region <laughs> and there's no one better, and there's no one brighter bester than lenny. lenny 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 oh lenny 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 now i have a confession to make my brother um This is embarrassing, but I've been so embarrassed my whole life that I'm used to that space. Um, So not being a worldly man, in fact, being a very ignorant, uh, you know, a low intellect man, low brow. When I first saw your name before meeting you, I thought you'd be Japanese. I was expecting a Japanese person. (laughs) You are not Japanese. You are a beautiful, bearded, (laughs) Caucasian man. Tell us how to pronounce your last name.
1: Weito. That's it? Weito? Because it's
0: spelled like Uanito or something. I was like, It looks
1: Japanese or Italian or something, but it's not at all. So
0: spell it. Spell it for the listeners.
1: U-I-T-T-O.
0: U I T T O. I was like Uito, you know Uito, Uito son. And and you know, so we'll get into how I know you, how we all met, and who you are, and why you're amazing. But essentially, I was working on a film that Lenny here was going to be the cinematographer for, uh, for for a, a big scene, and the director was like, "Well, we got Lenny, and I here's his here's his Instagram, and I." Uh, was sort of the, I saw his name, like, like, like the name was written out. And I'm like, oh, and I'm expect, I'm expecting, you know, Akira Kurosawa to show up to the set, <laughs> and uh, instead I get this Viking with this great, with this great smile, and uh, it's Lenny. So, Lenny Wito, Wito, yeah, it's is actually Finnish. Is with Finland. us. It's
2: what? What is the origin Finland. of it? Finland, Finland, Finnish.
0: From? You I'm are Finnish. See, I was right to I'm, call you a Viking.
2: Finnish. <laughs>
0: I'm right to call you a Viking. I,
2: gotta,
1: yeah, well, I guess so. I don't know. There might be some dispute. They might be like Norwegians and Swedish are the Vikings, not the Finns. You're,
0: you're Scandi. You're Scandi. I don't you're, know.
1: They don't consider Finns Scandi, I think. Man, so. well, really? I, look, They
0: don't consider them Scandi. Listen, listen, I think Estonia is still over there saying, we're too. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that how they
2: sound? Yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> I nailed it. But listen, listen. I, You know, I, I've offended Japanese people already. I've offended the Finns. You know, we could take it one step further. And here's did.
2: and here's the pharaoh, just blushing next to him, going, "Oh, here we go again." <laughs> Why? <And> it, we're <laughs> just in the first few minutes, too. Why <laughs> stop it offending all Scandinavians by saying you're all
0: fucking Vikings? Who cares? You're all Vikings. <laughs> Y'all had long ships and beards and right, and,
1: uh, right. <laughs>
0: now I gotta, I gotta pay respect where respect is due. Um, a Viking you are, but you know, we all we we picture Vikings as these big, big dudes. You, my friend, are shrinking. You, my friend,
1: when I getting in shape first man. met you, getting get some guns and uh, Girl, oh my gosh, intimidating.
0: <laughs> when when I, when I first met you, you were much heavier than you are now, and oh yeah, you know I stalk you on Instagram. Um, I'm not. I won't blush. Oh good, I'm say not that. the only one. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> I, mean,
0: I mean, he has the best posts. He, they're always like inspirational quotes. Oh, my and God.
2: They are so thoughtful. I'm always it? like, oh, my God, Lenny, stop. The <laughs> <deep, laughs> depth <laughs> of his posts are... You
1: guys can stop already. <laughs> no, 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 this is all about you. This I'm pretty sure the you. audience already left. Oh, my <laughs> God. Well, trust <laughs> me.
0: And I can tell you in secrecy that I really admire your perseverance and stalwartness because I track your fitness journey you in fact like yesterday it was like day 70
1: yeah i looked okay. at your
0: instagram story and it was of him in the gym and he it said day 70 on the screen bro you are like shrinking you've like lost a person it seems how like much that, weight have like, you lost
1: these are the shirts i used to wear and i used to fit like in them nicely and now i'm just like they're baggy they're like flags on me it's i should <laughs> stop wearing them but, just, <laughs> <laughs> <Anyways>.
2: <laughs> but it's so difficult to go out and buy new clothes no i have Every clothes.
1: I, I I don't know. I just I'm sentimental, I guess.
2: <laughs>
0: every day is Flag Day for Lenny. Every day that's you know, holiday.
2: Every, every time, every time I hear the your name, Lenny, Weito, I, I just automatically go to Ghostbusters with the mayor <laughs> Lenny and he's and Bill Murray going Lenny, <laughs> and his face is he's like Are wow. you using my first name like that because I feel like we should be you know Mister Weito.
0: Mr. Wheatle, you know, no, very no, no. formal with Call him. Me
1: Lenny. but... Lenny's, Lenny's better. Uh, Mr. Yeah, it Vito. is. It is.
0: He spells it cool too. N N I. Lenny. Yes. Lenny. I just saw
2: his every, I just think Bill Murray going, Lenny. Okay. Well, Toby, we can do that, baby.
0: <laughs> Let's go with it for the rest of the show. Lenny.
2: Lenny. Lenny.
0: So, you, so again, tell me about this fitness journey real quick. I mean, that's not the only thing we're going to talk about today, but what was your starting weight and where are you at now? Because it's very impressive.
1: I started at 294. And I'm at two. I was like down 261. It kind of fluctuates, you know. So like 263 or something the day before. So you're over
0: 30 pounds down.
1: Yeah. But wow, man! I've gained a lot of muscle too. So like, yeah. People so look at the balancing pounds, out, it's like there's not just pounds that were lost there. There was a lot of fat, and then muscle replaced it. So it's nice.
0: noticeable, so cool. man. When I saw that post yesterday how, on Instagram, I was like,
1: wow. Six. I'm practically six foot five. It's like six foot four and three three quarters. All well. right
0: man i'm proud of you you're putting in the work so how many days a week are you training
1: uh it's five right now um nice. so I, like last time i did one extra but that was because i took like a week off well four days off and so i did good the for Saturday you tomorrow,
0: but, build a nice. muscle changing the way you eat staying you know keeping on the perseverance yeah track. that's
1: that's the thing like it, it comes down to not just going to the gym consistently it's also like what you eat so like I'll do leaning phases, which I'm in a leaning phase right now, where I try and eat like 1,500 to 2,000 calories for the whole week, and I'll probably do that for three weeks. And I just have to make sure that I get enough uh, protein from it. That's right. So I'm not just losing muscle while I'm leaning down. And then I'll kick back into like 3,000 calories to kind of say, "Hey, my body, look, we're good, we're good."
2: Nice. It
0: ah, it shows, man. I gotta, I
2: gotta say, you know, it I was—you uh, inspired me and i i cut down on my smoking whoa and uh i'm down to like nice. two cigarettes a day dude, <laughs> and man that's that's, you, that's tough dude you can that's... see the
0: difference in those lungs man right, right.
2: i they're, mean they're crisp brown now oh my god to charcoal black <laughs> it was like
0: it it was like a, it was like black tar heroin before and now it's like a like a, yeah. a tobacco is yeah. brown
2: but uh yeah, I, um, I recently had to do a physical fitness test mm. for the sheriff's department because I'm applying on a lark. And, uh, <laughs> lark?
1: Uh, uh, you to... know, it's just Is that for like fun. an ark?
2: Yes, like an ark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like you would have just blown this fitness test out of the water because it really was just a test of can you move without having a heart attack? And I mean, it was ridiculous. It was like, can you do 14 push-ups? Can you do a 30-second plank? And then a mile and a half run in under six. I would
1: have I would have dude. I do like a two-minute plank on the front for my first thing when I work out. And I do side planks for a minute, another side plank for a minute, and then I just do like three minutes. And then like at work, I got everyone to do like a plank every hour for a minute. (laughs) Well, actually, it was sort of like it wasn't so much me that got them to do it but i suggested the plank thing yeah that was fun
0: <laughs> he's coming nice. for you pharaoh he's coming for you i'm ready i'm ready man i don't know he works out five i'm ready i think he's ready i
1: think you listening i'm not, to this ready. Guy? So oh, not ready
0: all right so, so the reason we have lenny here is not to discuss the etymology of his last name or the uh the, the his fitness journey well although i love all that uh he's an incredible filmmaker yeah. this guy is lightning in the bottle when it comes to creativity and filmmaking? What I want to know, is, so we're saying independent filmmaking, and he's working on a great project right now called Permafrost. What I want to know is, let's start in the origins of Lenny, of Lenny Wito, and I want to know how you got into filmmaking, yeah. if you have any formal schooling in filmmaking, and what this journey for you has been because you produce some great stuff. You you are always surrounded by a lot of great artists. Recently and, nominated and Room members, recently nominated cinematography
1: nominated, yeah.
0: For what? I that. The Oscar.
1: <laughs> the Oscar. No, just for Utah. Uh, I shouldn't say just uh, for Utah Film Awards. They had a nomination for cinematography. For oh first. my god!
0: When do you? How do you know that? Like when you win? How? Well, oh, they, the they
1: already announced that I didn't win, so it was just a nomination. It was,
2: but it was an honor to be nominated. The whole thing was. Rigged. It
1: was an honor, exactly. Like nominations also count. That's why they say like nominated right. for an Academy Award also.
2: But. We were running, I mean, running up, it was rigged, party. bro. That should have been you by landslide. So, yeah, I do want to get into, because I'm very interested. We talked a little bit about it, but when exactly did you start your filmmaking journey? As, you know, how did this happen? Cinematographer, actor.
1: Well, oh, man.
0: Let's get into nitty you really
1: yeah. want to hear that?
0: Do I do. Come on, come on. Come oh, on.
1: No, we do. You're an, an enigma. You, when you I hear mean, it.
2: Because, you know, there's a Seinfeld quote about the artist or actor, you know, performer's journey Mm. and how you count it in years, according to and you think of it almost like a child, you know, 10 years, teenage years, 20s, 30s (laughs) and the progression of that. But you're I mean, you're relatively in that facet you've it's only been what how many years
1: um so if we're looking at like when i did my first short film like with a crew and stuff it's been about five years so you're like
0: an adolescent
1: yeah uh (laughs) i didn't go to school for it i started out making little wilderness films like with my gopro going out into the woods to camp like winter camp and stuff and literally just chopping wood and cutting wood up and there's actually still a youtube channel out there so don't look for it
2: <laughs> shoppingwood.com
1: <laughs> he's
2: a lumberjack and he's okay but,
1: uh, it literally was just me going out and filming it and like i had fun filming it because i had fun going out and i i loved i thought they were like the coolest videos and i figured like everyone would love these but my edits were like an hour long and like <laughs> too much Free viewers. yes <laughs> in these videos that was like not needed <laughs> and so like, I started to notice like that you have to cut some of this out. Otherwise, people watch for 10 seconds and they leave because they're like, this is boring. Um, so, yeah, I would say closer to 10 years playing with cameras, but like five years, like actually focused in on filmmaking where you're like coming up with a story and narrative and like, you know, building that. So.
0: Shit, I want to go chop wood with you. Do a
2: little Rocky Balboa kind of. <laughs> that's,
0: uh, <laughs> that's what do you got? What's he getting? He's, Rocky, he's reaching back. He's getting four, something.
2: Rocky chopping he, wood.
0: What's he have? He has hatchets. Oh, he has broad go. axes he's, and broad hatchets. up the zoo. <laughs> oh my God!
1: <laughs> chop wood. I got his Brooks.
0: <laughs> he is ready to. see You are a Viking. He's ready to chop wood at any moment. Look at this. I love it. Okay. Okay. So. i love that actually this love happened in isolation and happened in nature there you are so you're just by yourself like literally filming wood like you're splitting it you're sawing it you're burning it it,
1: burning it uh just enjoying wilderness and filming it and filming way too much of it what was the
0: name of your channel
1: (laughs) come on i want to see this Oh, no. It's, live the Adventure is the name of it. That's not what it was originally. You
0: blow up as a result of this, bro. No,
1: you get more I wood chopping views than you ever imagined in your wildest more, dreams. It's just more entertaining to go and see what Lenny did
2: back in the day. What the journey has been. The journey of Lenny. So what,
0: uh, you know, I, eventually you're like, there has to be more than all this wood chopping. What was that moment? What was that moment where you decided, like, okay, I actually so want to make a concerted was, effort
1: I realized that there was this creative itch I had. And I so I, I guess I should also talk about the fact that I'm a software engineer. Uh, yes.
0: So, what is your formal education?
1: Yeah. So I got a, a computer science degree, and I oh, was yeah. doing software engineering. Um, but I and had I've... this creative itch that like needed to be scratched, and mm-hmm. like by going out and chopping trees, and like editing those videos, that was it. It was very like fulfilling. It was very fulfilling, and I was like. I like it would relieve that stress or whatever it was that was there, and I I would enjoy doing that. So um, I then started to kind of, I got onto a feature film, like a feature film as a featured extra. And I was a bouncer. It was called Small Town Crime. Um, After that, I was like, I should do some classes and stuff. And so I started taking acting classes, and this is where it kind of started to, I met people, and then like, it was like, well, let's do a short film. And so, like, I got people to come out and we shot uh, the first short
2: film uh,
1: the trap the trap the trap which is the first episode of wrol um okay anyhow that was the first one and it started with acting classes with jim stevens and uh julianne leakey i was taking two classes there i ended up taking a bunch of other classes
2: because you took some from michael flynn right
1: michael flynn i was taking like concurrently like i was going a lot going for it wow just diving right in yeah i dunked myself in the pool like and after i was starting to realize like one thing i i do really well is notice like patterns and i would notice like well these classes are similar i'm not getting anything different too much out of them so like i can go whichever one i enjoy more or or cost less whichever (laughs) (laughs) sure sure but uh like yeah. Then I'd find which like method kind of works with me. And so then I kind of would like flow to that class. And it was like, that was the one that I really enjoyed working at because that was what worked with me as an actor. Um, but yeah, I, lo- I met a lot of good actors and I also took uh Glenn Morshower's class, which was really enlightening. Yeah. That's
2: a great class.
1: He had a lot of good advice and it was just, it was another uh, point of view and um, you start noticing ways that he runs class and guides students and stuff so in a way you're kind of learning directing as well so i did that for like a year in his class i mean how you a- delve in and then i started like I-, I would do the next episodes as well because you're auditioning but you're not getting the auditions and so it's like okay well i want to make something and scratch the creative itch that's there and so um wrol was kind of that right there is let's make another episode. what
2: what is wrol for uh,
1: out Rule of Law is what it stands for, but it's a series. Uh, it's on YouTube now. It's also on Amazon, but I think Amazon's like kind of cracking down on the content. On is it team. like
0: Law and Order?
1: It, it's like taking Law and Order out of the equation. So it's post apocalyptic And uh,
0: whoa! Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's Ooh. like it's like basically there's some bad guys that run things, and then there's some good guys, and it's kind of about seeing how the different circumstances that people are in make them do certain things. And, and that's kind of the, the, the whole idea of that.
0: So when did you know you were an artist? I mean, here you are, you're a computer engineer. It's, you know, we can say that's not fulfilling any creativity itch. No,
1: you know, it's, did it's you not. find that
0: this was so much more, much more fulfilling than any of the work you were doing on that side? Like that's paying the bills. But when did you yep. know, like, wow, I'm an artist.
1: Uh, when you realize you have, um talent, I guess, and that's something that every person I think has to discover in themselves. Is... When did
0: you realize you have talent?
1: Oh, don't be
0: shy. I want to hear this.
1: I i don't it's hard to say exactly when it was I mean, I realized that that creative which was there and I need to scratch it and then like when you start coming up with or you find that you really enjoy the story are you coming up with
2: good, Oh, no. <laughs> he's breaking down it's everybody no I, can this. No. I mean it's our, um, it's our first cry section on wow you can't cry this <laughs> early
0: <laughs> break it down Lenny. break it down
2: give no, uh, me those
0: Wito tears
1: when did I first know that like well, I mean was there like I a breakthrough moment the first, in class? the class uh, like the first the trap was kind of where I was like I really love doing this and so it Going from there, I mean that's that's the best yeah. response I could give. Nice. Um, where I'm at now, I know I'm good at it because, like, I get ideas that pop in that are just really good. Like, the, like, like the way to block. Like, okay, so I'm about to shoot a scene, and like, it's not until like a few days before I start coming up, like, ideas pop in my head on how to block this, how to have it go, like the things that just click that make right. uh, make sense sometimes metaphorically or or whatever. And so like, just, I delve very strongly into unconsciously making decisions, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I'm kind of like influencing yourself with a lot of stuff. And then like your brain just kind of, when you sleep on it, uh, it comes up with things and pops into your head, like inspiration. And then I use those. And that's kind of what. I go off of, and also sometimes I'll be talking about something. I'll just be saying things out loud and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's what, no, this actually works better or something like that. Oh my God. Yeah. When I do scripts as well, I will review the script. Uh, I won't look at it very much. I won't like study it like and like memorize like hardcore. If I have time to sleep on it like a couple times, that'll actually get me more out of it. And then like when I read it again, I kind of like, oh, I remember what was in there just from like sleeping on it. And it's just like, it's, it's a weird way of doing it. And I don't know if it's the best way for everyone, but for me, it works.
0: Yeah. You're a weirdo, but (laughs) a little, you're one talented (laughs) motherfucker is what what you are. You're talented.
1: But I, I mean, sometimes you don't have time to do like to sleep on it is the thing. So Mm. that works sometimes, but other times you have to just memorize it and then like, you know go with it and stuff so
0: so what was the juncture where you actually started learning the craft of filmmaking because you're a damn good filmmaker you have all the equipment you have the know-how cinematographer director of photography
1: having the technical background with computer science like Mm -hmm. i'm not a tech uh i don't mind learning something new like new software new camera whatever like that stuff doesn't scare me and so i will just Mm -hmm. go and learn Um, learning from people who have are already doing stuff so actually Sila and me we worked a bunch uh, together and I learned a bunch from him because like he was doing his feature film uh, Lost of Desert and I was coming on set and I was helping out and I would start seeing how he's composing shots and like uh, putting people into different places cheating it you you know cheating it and stuff to make it look right on camera but doesn't look right when you're the crew watching and you're like (laughs) Going on. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah he's but, making uh, me nervous
1: yeah so like you learn from the right people and that speeds up your uh progression a lot quicker like yeah you know? your sponge yeah I, I i sponge a lot like you
0: <laughs> sponge lenny the sponge is the name of this episode
1: i think everyone sponges though everyone's everyone's absorbing a lot of what you
0: should sponge
1: yeah and then you also have to start to learn to uh filter as well Mm. so not
0: use everything that is coming your way
2: works for
1: you filter it you might get bad advice and then the good advice might get overwritten with the Mm. bad advice and then you don't progress as well so you have to filter it as well you have to realize like what is actually going to work well and what doesn't and uh, i think that's just part of the uh, progress part of the process of like becoming a better filmmaker
0: so tell me about the first project you did the first film you directed and what it was like to write it shoot it how you got cast how you got crew what that experience was like and what it was
1: it well the trap let's talk about that i mean uh so danny Shepard was coming in town and that's a friend of mine and, and i was basically like okay hey i want to shoot i want to film something with you and uh i love post apocalyptic stuff so i wrote this little post-apocalyptic thing and like two or three days and then like we shot it on the weekends like it was literally a week process it was like all right let's shoot this and so um I forget how I knew everyone that I got on board I know a lot of it was um actors that I had worked with Sila came on just to visit and like advise and stuff and then uh what was it Tara Norton was there and I think I knew her because of Jim and I forget when I met her that like was like cool that I could bring her on set. And I had her come on set for other stuff as well. Uh, other ep- uh, episodes of WRL. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like just the networking thing and the, like people who I had met in acting class, knew people who had done stuff. So um, Robin Adamson, I believe was friends with Tara. And so like I got my DP that way. And then like Robin was art direction. I mean, uh, Tara was art direction, Robin was DP. Uh, and it was kind of just like this process of just networking and getting, and I, and I got some good people there just because I knew some good people. I didn't know at the time, but like now when I look back, it's like kind of like, it was, it was a blessing, you know, the people who were on set were actually really good at what they did and it was something really cool. Um, it was a process for me to learn as well. Like I know I was not probably the director I am now and um, yeah, it's a process to get there, but yeah. What was it about? It was about a guy that goes into this house looking for food because there's very little food out there, and it basically was a house that these bad guys had set up as like a trap. Oh uh, no. And so people that come in, they jump them, take their stuff, and do it again. Um, so yeah, the guy runs into them and ends up not getting trapped. Instead, he turns it on them.
0: Hey, don't ruin it for me. Don't ruin. It. Spoiler alert.
1: Oh, oh, no, actually, he dies. He dies. Can, you, <laughs> can you send it to me? I want to watch this. You should go watch it. It's on the
0: YouTube channel. Well, you just, oh, so, shh. jeez. <laughs> this guy. Okay, so he did Trap, and it's not what it, it's not. You don't try to predict this, listeners. You don't know the twists and turns it'll take you on. Then what came after Trap? How did you grow as a filmmaker after that?
1: After The Trap, I think it was Missing Kitty.
0: Missing Kitty, high stakes, a high stakes plot. Can I take a
1: gander at that plot? You should watch Missing Kitty. That one was funny. It was was my first attempt at a horror film, but to me, it's
0: a horror film?
1: Yeah. All right. What was the plot of that? But no spoilers. Uh, it was about a guy that abducts this girl and he treats her like a kitty cat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what devious mind would
1: this spring from? Who wrote this? Oh, oh my god, I, I, wrote it. I had some idea that I, I uh, just sort of went with it. <laughs> That's awesome,
0: purr, baby, awesome. purr.
1: It's somewhat inspira- inspired by just like
0: inspired uh, by a real event that, like,
1: like I said. Conscious thinking—it's kind of like I just pocket it. It's like, oh, what about that idea? <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> that sounds creepy as fuck.
1: Wow. A, she wears a little kitty cat collar that says "kitty" on it, <laughs> and he tries to give her a kitty litter to go to the bathroom in. And <laughs> and God he, damn! How long are these? How how long is the trap? That was twenty minutes. The trap's like six or seven minutes.
0: And so, so twenty minutes—that's actually longer than people think. That's actually yeah. that, that, that yeah. I mean 20 minutes takes like a long time to film.
1: The one DP on that one. So
0: wow. That's
1: I, I have I to
2: see it. See it.
0: So <laughs> all these are available on your channel?
2: Yeah, they're there.
0: <laughs> oh, I have
2: to watch this.
0: It's you had crazy. me at kitty cat. All right. So uh, <laughs> now what did you do with these films where they submitted to film festivals competitions?
1: Yes. Uh, most I submitted to a good amount of festivals until I realized that, like, don't submit to every single festival unless it's good for your film.
0: Oh, how do you know that? How do you differentiate?
1: Well, if it's a post-apocalyptic festival, it's more likely it'll get (laughs) in. Go
0: to apocalypse uh, film festival and submit there.
1: Uh, So Utah festivals are usually good to their own people. Um, most states are good to their own people so like Utah Film Festival Ogden um, Film (laughs) Quest, like The Loner which is what came after Missing Kitty that one went to those festivals as well Um, it won some stuff, like Missing Kitty the young actress won like Lee, or what was it Best Actress Under 18
0: Best Newcomer Director, Lenny (laughs) Wito Huh? Huh? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. maybe, All right. All right. So third in the lineup, you said the loner. What was the loner about?
1: The loner was uh, it was another. Basically, they were backstories on the, the good guys in the story. So the track was about this one guy. Uh, I called him guy. And then the other one was the loner, which was this girl, which we don't really show that it's a girl, but you kind of can tell until a very moment where she decides to help some innocent bystander and beat up a bunch of people. damn it's kind of an introduction to each character oh
0: cool they each get their due that's so so sort of like a a continuation of the world that you set up
1: same world just different character the bad guy sometimes persists but the good guy was a new one and so as we go along and we tell more of these we have to start bringing them all together into this more uh, complete story so that's what we're kind of working on i like
0: that it's more of a like a series almost in a way like a series of shorts.
1: So the loner is where it got 250,000 views, and I was like, "Okay, wow, we have an audience for this." And then uh, after that, we did Town Business, which didn't which didn't do as well, but it was also just a bunch of bad guys at a table talking about all the stuff that's going on and about like, bad having, shit. Yeah, about their meeting, you know. So they they have their meeting, and then after Town Business, uh,
0: that was your fourth uh, film, Town Business.
1: Yeah, and after that, what did they do next? I think it was Bug Out. Uh, I, I'm, I'm losing track of Come
0: on, know your own filmography, man. <laughs> all right.
1: So, uh, Bug Out, I would say Bug Out was a big step, a big step up. Um, again, working with great people, I'm not going to take credit for all these films, like a lot of this is the people I worked with that made these great as well as helped me to progress as a filmmaker. Um, Bug Out was. I would say, a big step up production-wise, and a lot of good examples uh, of people who helped on that. Um, Corey, so, what was that?
0: what was that? What was that? Was this a continuation of the world that you've been building?
1: Continuation of the world. Uh, this time, though, we went back to some of the bad guys' uh, er- origin stories. So Can I you-
0: take a guess at the plot based on the title? <laughs> I'm building this on the knowledge of uh, missing kitty. Okay. So bear with me bug out is an exterminator goes to a house there, there with the mission of exterminating the termite infestation only to find out that the termites naturally are human sized and they're there to exterminate him. Am I close? Am I warm? <laughs> I don't know. Trying
1: to no. go off
2: the, the lenny field.
1: Uh, um, here. So bug out is a term that a lot of the preppers use. It's like when things are like when the there's SHTF, which is shit hits the fan. When the shit hits the fan, you bug out. Oh, there's all these terms. You have, and that's kind of key to reaching out to that audience. And so yeah, maybe that's a good name for one of the episodes. SHTF. There
0: you go. Damn, she's got an go. idea. We saw it happen. I saw the but light in his eyes. For it. The light the in his company. eyes.
1: Incredibly well. Um, in terms of like YouTube views, it got over half a million views and it's still getting more.
0: How wow. do you market this? That's amazing.
1: I would say there's an audience for it, but it's also knowing how to reach the audience. Uh, specifically, I don't know if I want to spoil the secret to no, uh, don't do it be yeah. careful tread
2: carefully no, no, there's straight secrets you got to keep safe out
1: of amazon and amazon gets flooded with the short films and they start canceling all the short films because they're all crap did i just say that out loud <laughs> was that is that the <laughs> secret right that's the, the secret the three
2: listeners we have won't tell
1: it's like every every kid that has a short film that he did in high school that like he shot with his little camcorder wants to put it on amazon then and then like you, you start having all these films on there that amazon's like uh we need to cut down on this so they stop accepting short films and then they stop you know so. but i mean like there are places to get your film out there uh there's forums There like that's one of the places i went as i looked for these survivalist uh, type forums and i said hey made the short film check it out and then those people watch it they share it with people and goes further to other people it kind of comes down to if you can make something viral then you just have to get it to the right people who are going to share it with more people and hopefully it spreads and once Damn. it's enough youtube has its own algorithm that it shares it with people who are similar to the audience that has watched it which is also an important piece to know because you have to share it with the people who are your audience and a lot of the time like as an independent filmmaker you share it with all your friends who are independent film independent filmmakers and so it doesn't necessarily help YouTube to figure out what kind of audience you have because all your independent filmmaker friends might have a bunch of different hobbies and stuff that are their their, their favorite thing to watch on YouTube. And so then YouTube's like, okay, he likes motorcycles. He likes cars. He likes camping. He likes this, this, this. He likes magic.
0: chopping wood. Wow, okay. He really likes chopping wood.
1: Oh, yeah. So like, how's YouTube going to know how to share it with an audience that's like too broad? It doesn't. Right literally your film dies at 300 views or 500 views on youtube and that's that the tragedy so finding your audience and then getting it to them is the key for youtube to succeed and i think amazon maybe is similar but i'm not i haven't really like conquered amazon it's it's, <laughs>
0: it's the everest and then he's life.
1: i don't know if it's the everest i would say it's 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 at some point needs to be called the Pfeiffer
2: horn <laughs> <It's>
0: the Matterhorn
1: <laughs> yeah
0: uh, oh man uh, that's fascinating so to date how many films have you made because you kept going on like and then there was this and then there was that oh, we did Rylon,
1: which was another series and I've got kind of some other episodes planned for that which I will do at some point um, after Rylon we did oh we actually did Airborne and then we did Airborne the Ripper uh those were like sci-fi uh, then there was
0: airborne this time it's personal then there was airborne yes, exactly. the
1: airborne with nazi tyrannosaurus rexes and
0: my favorite one, my favorite one is airborne with a vengeance man that was yes just...
2: airborne with a vengeance that, that got me so next good next year well it really you, went you back to watching. the original airborne which is what i love <laughs> it caught the it recaptured the original spirit of airborne one <laughs> yeah. which who could forget Right? Exactly. Sometimes you gotta so, go back to your roots <laughs>
1: <laughs> So I like if you look At my well actually there's A bunch of other short films as well but these ones Aren't
0: damn dude you're too Prolific to starting to get annoying What the hell
1: so <laughs> I did so on My zealot film channel there's like A lot of post-apocalyptic it's everything I, I want to watch and so that's the stuff I Usually make and so you'll see like Post-apocalyptic sci-fi uh, Medieval That sort of stuff
2: so uh, in that in that vein, who are some of your uh, filmmakers that you look to or that you've followed or Influences? Have influenced oh, you, James yes.
1: Cameron, uh, Steven Spielberg, he's like awesome. I mean, he did ET. Uh, JJ Abrams is cool too. He's got some cool uh, sci fi stuff. Uh...
0: Yeah, it's oh. not bad. Not a bad list at all jj abrams the, the new star treks
1: oh
2: little, yeah uh, little mad max I on mean, there. He, had
1: his, he had his one with the, the big huge what was it called the one with the dude i don't remember the name of it with the, it was like almost like there was this big alien that was smashing the town and it was like found footage
2: oh is that super eight no
1: oh super eight was cool but there was another one i bet
0: you're a guy that like district nine
1: Oh yeah, dude! Come on, camp dude. Camp is one of my favorites.
0: That's yeah, Set Ifrika. Yeah, really good. Yeah,
1: really he really had like stuff. a whole YouTube channel where he was trying to like self fund and stuff. He had some, he made some cool sci-fi. Films. Did he
0: do Chappie as well?
1: Chappie, he did. He did yeah, uh, man.
0: that's cool. All right. I feel your flavor,
1: I, dude. You I got my it. flavor there. Then I've I got like thought. some more indie stuff as well that I've played with. Just you know,
0: I feel your thought. I like it. I dig it. So how many films? How if you were to count it and quantify I it on different IMDb, hands? I, I yeah. You me. don't even know. Like, like how. Well, Dude, so it's, I mean, it's a long folks, list. Like seriously, folks, we're talking to this guy across features and series and shorts. You know, you know, this guy's made a lot. So that's why we're sitting down to pick his brain, because, man, making a film. I think it was uh, Spike Lee who said, like, the hardest endeavor a human can do is making a film. It's it's hard. So every so time you go to Netflix, every time you go to the, the, the video store, you know, I still go to the video store, you know, just realize that this was like the blood, sweat and tear of hundreds of people often. It's, it's crazy. It's, so much work. It's tremendous achievement. All right. He's still counting it up. Look at him. He's tallying. There,
1: there, there's radio as well. I completely skipped over. radio. Oh, how embarrassing. <laughs>
0: how can you forget radio?
2: That was a horrible right, radio. All your, all your fans are just the like plot a lot of radio. A lot of radio.
0: Let's it's hear it. Let's hear, let's hear All radio. right. It's a radio DJ, right? Oh, he's doing a late night show in gets, Park City and he gets a creepy call. Of like a guy okay. who's terrorizing him all night. This so is not to be confused with Misty Play for Misty for me. That's what he's about yeah, to say. Yeah. <laughs> this is a totally original and different plot line. Because it's
2: a man.
0: And a at woman. the end of the day, night, he has to <laughs> kill the psycho fan. With a record. With a, with
1: broken a record. Final oh. record.
0: He cuts <laughs> his throat. Spoiler alert
1: yeah
0: there. right before the world ends I,
1: I like your, your 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 version of it that, that radio was, was better. <laughs> we, we filmed that over uh, kind of close to where the intimates was filmed on that uh-huh. road we literally just took that road and we were
0: lonely running. road
1: it was basically this guy goes and kills people but when he gets near their car he uh he's transmitting his radio to everyone else's radio because there's no radio channels out there
2: he's and like so, a drive-in serial killer.
1: Pretty much, yeah,
2: very creative.
1: Yeah. So you could know the bad guy was near because the radio would start to play. I know, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Spencer>: <laughs> and, what, it, what exactly... and the tune
0: it played was Donna, <laughs> <Dawn laughs> exactly. Donna, It's dun, the whole John Williams
2: soundtrack collection, you know
0: wow holy shit! i love it you're i'm not gonna take a drive down no lonely country road with you anytime soon you got all these kitty cat radio you know scheme bug, out. bug out I, I think schemes. there's
1: 16 credits including permafrost on my director uh 16
0: wow. films this guy's making which leads me to your current film which I believe relies on the presence of winter to complete permafrost. Tell me all about this. Now I see this on your Instagram all the time. And I got to say, I'm not just a little bit envious because I see you at the end of every day, jolly and happy and successful. And look at me. I'm Lenny. I'm the man with an enormous casting crew behind you. You have so much help on set. You, you, you pay your people. This is amazing.
1: I'm I, I'm involved in a it. good amount of them. Some people are are just really nice people. Very and, nice. Uh, well, like, like now, John that's... over here, he 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 put in a lot of uh, sweat and hard work. It's amazing, and was like, no, you don't need to pay me, but but we'll we'll it's at all some point. John, pay it back yeah, with, yeah. I plan I'll on taking
2: his cinematography workshop whenever he gets that going. Or
1: that, yeah. I plan better.
0: on ha- I plan on hacking his IMDb and uh, putting it as my own. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> my plan jason wito <laughs> the u is a w get it uh right. so um uh, so, it's japanese
2: wito
0: <laughs> i know i know i don't look japanese but i well I know, so no but, right, uh, but I, hey i it off I, you pulled off i'm so happy for your success it, it looks amazing you know and coming from a much uh a humbler set where we are at just in the fledgling stages of starting our GoFundMe, me. And we've shot a little mini doc on the making of it. And, and we're right on the precipice of actually making a concerted effort to raise funds in order to finish the film. But so coming from a more humble set, I look at these pictures. I'm just drooling. Like, look at that. He's got like 20 people helping him. This is amazing, but it looks very rugged. Sorry, go ahead.
1: It's rugged. Um, the pictures i'm of, seeing we have a lot of people who help out it's it fluctuates though because some people are busy um a lot of the people on on set are not full-time filmmakers so they have day jobs and so uh it it's a juggling process to get mm-hmm. us to get like to get a day done mm-hmm. um it's a lot of hard work and i'm sure you're experiencing that as well
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: a lot of that falls on your shoulders because the pre-production stuff, there's not a whole lot of people helping you've got like a producer here and there. Um, yeah, it, it I guess in some ways it's my own fault because, uh, I don't do or get someone to do that. Sometimes right. I feel like I need to do it. And so I go and do it, but then it's just more stress on myself. Uh, and, and like, I, I give a pretty good, um, hey, we're having a great time on set and show some really cool pictures. But like the real truth behind it is it's like, it's not easy. It's hard work. Yeah, it's a lot of hard work. And anyone who's wanting to do a feature film, like, trust me, buckle up. uh, You have to really love it because it's some of the worst days that you'll have. (laughs) And it's also some of the best days you'll have. It's like, it's literally, it's just super tough. But at the same time, you love it because you love it. And so like, if you're going to do it, Make sure you do it for the right reason, because nice, it's yeah, it's it's the
0: bear, it's a bear, uh, it's the, a bear. T- the the toughness it's is the satisfaction. Is
1: the if, if, yeah, if if you're doing it for the right reason, it's worth it, and and that's why you're doing it. But like anyone coming into it thinking like I'm gonna be famous, I'm gonna be rich, and that's why I'm doing this, like you're not gonna. <laughs>
0: We'll all be on the beach making 20%, 20%. You're going to
1: get, you're going to get through like halfway and you're going to be like, "Oh, this, this is, this sucks. Like, why am I doing this? People give up on their, their film because they're doing it for the wrong reason. So like do it for the right reason, tell a good story and do it well. I I, I mean, for me, it's, it's the story is like, but I think, and, and that creativity behind it. So.
2: I think, too, what you've been really successful at and as you talk about the people that you work with is that you've surrounded yourself with not only great filmmakers, but positive people that um, look to, you know, that put out that positivity, that put out that willingness to create. And um, and that seems to really be part of the industry or uh, the industry. The formula for success is too, is who you surround yourself with.
1: Huge part of it. And um, the five years that I've been doing this, I've met uh, a lot of amazing people, Uh, a a good amount of the people who came on set. I actually met them on another project on, uh, it was ASAP and brought them in on this one. Um, And that still is somewhat strugglesome because sometimes people don't know you and they're like, Well, is this guy actually for real and so like it takes a little bit for that whole trust thing to work out and everyone who's doing film i think has felt that at some point when you're doing indie film because you're like you're bringing on someone new and you're like okay hey we're doing something really cool and they're like oh sure we are because they've heard all those pitches from all those fake producers here that are in the the indie world that go and promise the world and then they go and just drop the project or don't finish it and then like ruin it for all the people who are actually like putting their blood, sweat mm-hmm. and tears into it, making something amazing. And those are the people they should be working with because that'll actually like lift them up and right get them to go
2: further. That'd so be- I
0: look at the pictures online and it looks beautiful. First of all, it's rugged. It's in the winter. Your, your, the, your character's face, you know, there's mud and dirt all over the face. You have a musket slung over your shoulder. You got a woolen beanie. You got a big coat. I mean, it really has a rugged look. It's like the, the Lenny meets the Revenant here. I love it. What's the? I'm dying to know the plot. What's yeah, the plot? I, I Tell like, me that there's a I mauling. Is there a mauling? Grizzly bear? Anything?
1: Rob, Rob, the other EP on this, he's always calling it a uh, Mad Max. Meets the Revenant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sold. I'm in front row. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, that's kind of uh, that's the best way to describe it. So it's about a uh, bounty hunter who is basically life's not good for him. It's going worse and worse. And then he uh, he basically, well, I don't want to spoil the film, but. Um,
0: don't do it. Don't do it. Just, just give me the basic that, gist of it.
1: Turn of events. Give kind me of the centric, log lines. Uh, redemption path is the best way to describe it. So that's what the film's about. And I don't So
0: after it. he gets mauled by the grizzly bear <laughs> then what You happens? should have
2: been there the day on set <laughs> when they had the grizzly bear. It was actually I was dressed up as the <laughs> yes, bear.
1: John was dressed as a grizzly bear. Yeah, a very yeah. short bear. It was on, like Jean-Claude uh, Van
2: Damme when they first uh, in the original Predator suit. Sure. You know, before they brought on Peter Hall. Sure. It was that short guy and then they had this tall head. It just looked weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. God. Okay, so are you done? Did you wrap
0: or does it need more?
1: Yeah. So we're wrapped with snow. Um, I took a week off after that because I was like, okay, I've been shooting weekends constantly plus working my day job. So it was like, there was a lot, of, a lot of stress. I was like, I need a break. I need a break. So I went and in, went into the desert and camped out with my friend Corey and we just like did nothing for three right. days tried a bit. Then snow, then snow actually found us. <laughs> of course it did snow It ruined you your cabinet. This big cloud formation just like coming towards us are like, Okay, uh, looks like snow. Get out of here. <laughs> and so we left early because of snow, because it came to find us.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Great. So so you can't finish it because winter's over.
1: I don't know. We finished all the winter stuff. So now we have some indoor shoots. That's why we stopped. We're like, okay, we're done with winter. And so we have some indoor stuff. There's like a, like flashbacks or there's some flashbacks, which that's one of the scenes, but I'm have to shave for that. So I can't do that yet. Um, There's a bunker in the side of a mountain, which we have to film the interior shots for and uh that's where we're going to have about four to five days of shooting left well it's more like four days the okay
2: wow and you've had some pretty interesting actors and crew on this um i like to talk yeah. about that one picture of you with the two mountains um mountains. Lenny's, oh, six, oh, no. lenny's six five as he mentioned he's a viking yes and he was standing next to these two gentlemen who made him look like my height? About mm, 5'10". No yeah. way. And yeah. who are these two How How'd gentlemen? you find these two Bjorns? So um, Rob
1: actually knew them. Uh, contacted his through a uh, cryptocurrency named Tusk, which... Um, uh No. <laughs> plug. Plug. <laughs> wow. Shameless. shameless plug. Shameless. God. Shameless plug. No, we don't do uh, that on
2: this podcast.
1: Uh, why did i do that uh, <laughs>
2: i thought you were better <laughs>
1: dang it i want to see his picture <laughs> actually that's
2: I, what our whole podcast johnny is about will is you pull shameless. up this picture while he's telling yes, me this I, will. I, want to see this. I will i so, will find it
0: so
1: they're in it, the film I, who are they are they bounty hunters yeah uh sure oh i can't share a screen but there's a way to show your background how i have my um, yeah you're zealot i want
0: to ask you about that when you're ready
1: yeah, let me. Behind uh,
0: Lenny here, you know how you can all have a Zoom background. Oh, He's got it. a production company, a Zealot. Pretty cool.
1: I'm going to post a picture here and you can see these guys. I love it. Uh, it was
0: funny when you grabbed your Viking axes, you disappeared into the background of your Zealot logo. Then you reemerged with axes. It was a magical moment for me.
1: Dude, axes
0: are awesome. <laughs> axes are awesome. They've served mankind for many, many years.
1: It's it's fun when you. Well, the thing is, like axes these days, the ones they sell at the like Walmart and stuff, they're crap. Sure. You to choose use a true, like, forged axe before, mm. where it's like it's razor sharp and it'll cut the hair off your arm if you rub it across.
0: When you go and tell
1: with that, that is fun. Let's just, do.
0: You need to do a commercial. We need to get you an axe commercial. I, I picture you splitting a stump, and you turn to camera and you say, "Forged, feel the difference." <laughs> and it, like oh, we get stupid. like we zoom we zoom in on your face with the axe over your shoulder like a lumberjack. It'd be really good.
1: Okay, hold. Well, let me find this picture because uh, I'm getting distracted.
0: <laughs> so, who were these guys? They were they were in the film.
1: Okay, so they are. Uh, it's the Kafusi brothers is the way they're referred to, but it's Bronson and uh, Corbin Kafusi. Uh, they are football players, NFL football players. Um, in the NFL currently. They have been drafted into the 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> How did you get all of these guys? Football players, NFL football players that we got into the show, and they are like huge. And so they worked perfect for the part. Uh basically Tiberia, one of the bad uh dudes in it. Uh she's got these, you know, big mountains of men that are her bodyguards and sure. So the guys
0: <laughs> oh I love it did they have lines?
1: Oh they have lines.
0: oh man so they are currently playing in the NFL
1: yes and I love they had to leave for a 10 week so we got done shooting which was really good and I was like okay and then like they went off to do their NFL thing I time. love yeah and that's what you said go have fun do your NFL thing <laughs> I <laughs> that
0: love worries. that.
1: Yeah, no, they, they were like,
0: oh. maybe the handkerchief. Good luck. Good luck.
2: Yeah,
0: that, uh, honey, that's amazing. That's amazing. Nah, Football can... fans are going to freak here.
1: So, okay, I'll get out of the way.
0: No way. These are the guys. Look at them. So, what I'm looking at here <laughs> the, ah! the guy on the left looks like Jason Momoa. I mean, you know, we got this huge guy. Wow. I mean, we're talking what six, seven, six, eight, these guys.
1: The thing is, they're behind me, but they're still taller than me. You so know, it's, it's
0: like, like fo- it's four Right. They wow. They're short- enormous. They're standing about the uh, shin deep in snow. They both got machine guns and vests and like winter camo pants and hunter caps and big, heavy bearded guys. Wow. And now Pharaoh here is showing me a picture of these guys. Lenny's standing between them and uh, the guy on the left of you has to be six, seven or eight. The other guy, six six or six six seven at least.
1: They're like they're huge. actually uh, so huge. Uh, the guy on the left is like almost seven foot, and then the That's... guy on the right is like six nine, I
0: think. What a what a shrimp! Wow, um, unbelievable.
1: Where do they play college ball? Uh, BYU. Wow!
0: So they're Utah boys.
1: They are Utah boys. They are in Provo. Wow.
0: BYU so they so they you know they 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 could they could kill a man by squeeze his head like a melon with one hand but they've never said the F one word one
2: hand it would be their thumb and index but
0: they've never said the F word that's we, the we craziest
2: thing sure. huh we don't know that for sure
0: <laughs> let's look into it i want their files
2: <laughs> they only say it on the football field <laughs> <laughs> that's cool man that's cool but then you've got, I mean, also there's been, I've, I mean, just being on set, I've met some really cool filmmakers too. Like, uh, yep. uh, Englewood films, JD Allen, right? JD Allen. yeah, He
1: came on set. Uh, he checked this out for a bit. I've, I've been wanting to get him out a couple of times, but he's also very busy with his own projects as well. So
2: yeah. The shoe box, right?
1: Yep. The shoe box, which he's been winning a, like literally that, that has been winning a bunch of awards. He's got some director awards for it as well. So yeah, it's good.
2: I think I just saw he was nominated on uh, Cannes International or World Film Festival. Yeah, short film. It was the, yeah, the latest and but again, Damn. it just speaks to Lenny and you know all the his passions, absolutely, and how good he is that all these people want to be around you.
0: Exactly, you 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 are only as good as the as the, you know your you sphere, right? Your nice. influence and in your and the people that you walk through life with. I mean, a lot of high caliber talent coming out of Utah here.
1: Yeah, no. There's and a lot John of and I are just happy that's, to be That's here. that's that's what I will say. There's a lot of talented people here, and uh, I don't think we get the credit for it. Um, yeah, we have a lot of talented people who are working on Permafrost in the crew side as well as the acting side, and even there's people who are on crew that are also acting in it, and they're also very good actors. And it's like, wow, and they're they're doing both sides of it because sometimes there's just no opportunity here. So it's like, okay, let's do it all because this is fun. And we're good at it, so.
0: Hell yeah! So what, what, uh, yeah. what's next for Permafrost? Once you finish it, because you're pretty close to wrapping. What are your hopes for it? I mean, have you ever um, at a Sundance? You ever go the, the, the whole hog?
1: The hopes would be big festivals. Uh, so Sundance, South by Southwest, uh, Tribeca, what maybe cans, Whatever big festivals there are, try and go for those and then submit it to some local Utah festivals because that's kind of our home base and like I'd love, yeah. I support, I support that, you know? So, uh, that's what I would plan for. You, and then, you
0: mensch, you good guy. <laughs> <yeah>.
1: <laughs> and then after that, uh, it's still a learning process for me. So figuring out distribution stuff, because I know there's a lot of like distributions where it's like not really a good deal for the filmmakers, but your film gets seen and, I personally would like to see the film be a success, but also help to catapult the filmmakers and the actors so that we can make another one with it not just get shafted and get stuck doing the same thing again and someone else makes the dime. So,
0: right. No, right. hell no. So tell me what I want to know. I, I love your production company, Zealot. It's behind you in your zoom background here. How did you arrive at Zealot? Which of course is like um, a biblical rebel, right? Is
2: Well, I like
1: the other Zealot thing, Z E A L O T. And I was like, I like to come up with words that are a little different. Like and... your last
0: name, for example, which I assume you made up. <laughs>
1: And then film, which and so zilot of film, I guess, is the best way to think of that name. Ooh.
0: Of
1: um yeah. yeah. I dig
0: <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. So I want to know just what, sort
1: of came up with the logo and I've been sticking with it. It it works, you know.
0: I dig it. Well, so well, I want to know what is your advice to would-be filmmakers or current filmmakers? <laughs> what's the what's the Lenny advice?
1: Uh, keep learning, surround your people with, uh, or surround yourself with great people, and um, that's that's kind of the process, is building your crew, um, and those are people you can rely on, and just keep learning. Uh, like, honestly, the learning aspect is the biggest thing, because uh, there's a lot of people that get egos, that think they've arrived, and they can't see the faults of their film and so they don't get better to make something better the next time um so that's why i say keep learning like don't stop learning because as soon as you stop learning someone else is learning and they're going to you know do it better than you and overpass you overtake you not that it's a competition but it kind of is <laughs> <laughs> yeah not like, as
2: cutthroat, but it's cutthroat. You're competing for, you know, talent. You're yeah, like you're not directly time.
1: competing, but you are indirectly competing with everyone who's out there, in right. some in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And, and I like to think of it that way because I don't like to think I'm directly competing with anyone else here. It just and a lot of these people fun. are your friends, you know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah and that. I support them is the thing. Like that's the other thing is you should support everyone in the community because that makes the community go up if you're tearing right. everyone down your community doesn't thrive and then that means you don't thrive as well
2: right so,
1: and that's something that people need to realize is that they need to support each other and it only makes them go higher if they support each other
2: well i think it goes back to the i mean what i used to tell people about you know auditioning in new york is that don't think of everybody as your competition think of them mm-hmm. as a community because when you get in the room, you have no idea what those people are looking for, and if you consider everybody your competition, it's one just going to drag you down, yep. and two it's just going to be so overwhelming.
0: That's negative too. That that, yeah. that that's existing yeah. in a negative space. Yeah, you know, exactly. there's a, there's a saying I love, which is, "Be a faucet, not a drain."
2: Ooh. That
1: is. It, there, there's I, some I, wisdom. I, I think I'm we got. I'm to gonna add. put that on my Instagram, Jason. Dude, there I want to see that in the next there fucking Lenny post. Be a faucet, <laughs> not, not a drain. Be a faucet, Jason. not a Jason drain. Jason <laughs> Hackney,
2: that's what is, I want.
1: Is that actually <laughs> you're saying? Uh, or am I gonna? I forget
0: where I saw that, but I love that. He's be, yeah, no, be, awesome. be a faucet, not a drain, and I think we should all aspire to that because yeah. there's a lot of drains out there—haters, shit talkers. People yep. undermining, people projecting their insecurities on others. It's a nasty dog-eat-dog dog world out there.
2: So yeah, we all gotta. Be, call it That's why they call it Darwin, not Darluz. Yes.
1: Well,
0: to, be a, to be a faucet is to, is to is to dump of yourself is to is to really just give and give and give, not take and so, not So to that
1: to that note, there giving. Um, I spend a lot of time on other people's sets like that's something that not everyone knows, but I will go out and I will help on other people's sets and I'm not being paid a lot of the time. I'm there to learn as well as to help make that film better in any way that I can from what I've learned. And And you know what?
0: And you know what? That's how I met you, pal. That is on the yeah. set so, of the intimates, which I, hopefully well, will be in the Sundance. Intimates,
1: I love Sila and like we've worked together, and I just love the like what he's got going. He's just got this creative mind that just like blows me away. I'm never just like, stops. Wow. And like, so I love working with Sila in that sense. So it was like when that opportunity came up, I was like, Ooh, I'm going over to work with Sila. Cool. It <laughs> yeah, like, it's nice. like, Ooh, look at that <laughs> smile.
0: And ho- And hopefully, you know, our films are in Sundance side by side.
1: That would be awesome.
0: You yeah, know, we make,
1: I, I, well, I'm I, I'm hoping that we're done by winter with ours, and then I am not sure. Like, it just depends on like a lot of things other than myself that is going to determine whether that happens. Because you've got like composing of music as yeah. well as sound uh, mixing and uh, poly and all that stuff. That and you done. don't do
0: all that; you pay others. Oh, no, but
1: you... that's that's where the whole thing. I don't have control of that because the... if I go and give it to someone else, then it it's on their hour. The and craft. they may be doing it as a side job, which means then they're doing a full time job as well. Right. And so it takes longer. So I'm hoping we'll have it by, by winter, but I can't make any promises until but we will have a trailer hopefully nice quick and soon. And that are you
2: are, now are you doing any of the editing? Yes. Okay, so you're going to do a lot of these. So editing, you're but, uh, you're
0: a jack of all trades. You can you can yes, dude, act. That's the,
1: only, that's the only way you can do it without edit. having blockades that stop you from succeeding. You know, you're,
0: you're you know who you are. You're Chaplin. Chaplin did it all. He directed. He yeah. wrote. He composed the score. He starred.
1: Dude, I don't. I haven't edit. done music.
0: Everything. You're just prolific. To, you're you're Chaplin, man.
1: Well, it's it, 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 it's something. I don't know. It, it's just like you said. I'm determined and and all that stuff. That's why I do everything. It's because I'm very passionate and I want to get things done. And so instead of waiting around, I go and learn it. I go and do it.
0: And you're doing it for the right reasons. Like you've talked about, cause you love it. It's for the love of the game. You love it. Exactly. Right. So. Oh man. Well, thank you so much. For um, letting me star in the rest of Permafrost. Oh wait, you didn't know that? Yeah, it turns out that
1: <laughs> that I'm he's be, your he's your character's long lost brother. <laughs> I'll be in it. I'll
0: be in the rest of the film, Lenny. It's amazing. Oh,
1: dude, you didn't know this yet. <laughs> 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 You've written that part, right, <laughs> oh, Lenny? Man. I mean, that's that's all well, kind of, it's, that's it's written, written out. It's like Lenny, Ten pages long. It's only Jason talking. He monologues the yeah, whole entire
2: absolutely. time. Absolutely,
0: Lenny. If I may.
2: <laughs>
0: I, I hope I hope it's not presumptuous, but I've I've added a few amendments to the script, if I may. I,
2: oh, I, oh, wait, I, wait! Uh, <laughs> I, I
0: I've already emailed it to you in the course of this very oh, interview. I, it's it's a, mere, it? <laughs> it's a mere it's a twenty seven page scene, uh, really. I don't know if a monologue can be called a scene, but you know, and look it over.
2: Somehow, in this twenty-seven, <laughs> I'm not pages, sure how he... you're going to memorize that monologue, Jason. <laughs> well, a lot of it, a lot of it is him just taking and putting on his shirt over and over again. I will need ten cameras on
0: me too. Uh, yeah,
1: okay, we can do that. Ten so, cameras is easy. I mean, yeah, uh, but we'll clock?
2: talk. 1080p.
0: Well, we'll do lunch, babe. We'll do lunch, babe. We'll talk about it.
2: I have your people call my
0: people. Yes because he has people, but before, yes, yes. Well, but, but before that lunch happens, I just want to sincerely now thank you for spending your time. Wait, wasting part of a Thursday evening, talking to, to us and, uh, imparting some of your passion, your experience, your know-how, and just some, uh, you know, getting us exciting about excited anew about filmmaking, acting, and the power of storytelling and narrative. It's why we do it. We love the art. And, uh, I admire you, man. I admire not only your fitness uh, journey and, and, uh, tooth and nails determination there your last name is to be envied certainly but you're are filmmaking man you're you're a prolific filmmaker you're you're a prince of a guy you're like one of the nicest guys i know so i was really
1: excited to have you on
2: he's really pushing for that scene in your movie
1: I, uh, i'm gonna have to give him a scene john maybe like when you <laughs> pop in again
2: at the ending jason's there with you <laughs> absolutely See, absolutely See. i think, well, we, should whole, my, I think we should do a whole i think we should do a whole master blaster kind of thing where i'm up on his shoulders <laughs> <With Thunderdome, laughs> and he's carrying me around beyond Thunderdome. Yes,
1: there you go no um I, I haven't talked to celia yet so if he watches this we've got a part for him too so if we get all three of you in the same scene that would actually be really cool
0: oh man absolutely oh man well <laughs> I did not do this interview for that. I did it no, because no, I know you, didn't. I you are the man that, and people that, need
1: uh, you guys had me on here because I, no, I it's talking great about this stuff. It's, it's, as you can tell, I'm passionate about it and I kind of don't Absolutely. shut up about it. So
0: people need guys, to know that you're the off, man.
1: Go, shut up, buddy.
0: <laughs> People need to know uh-huh. that you're the man. And so one more time, I want a shameless plug that I'm inviting you to do. What is your YouTube channel? How can people watch your films?
1: So, Zealot Film, as it's written on there.
0: X-E-L-O-T Film.
1: Zellot Film, and it's on YouTube. So, you should be able to find it if you look up that. Um, just just the YouTube channel.
0: And he's a viral filmmaker. Not to say he has a virus, but his I'm shit goes viral. viral. He's amazing. Sure. He's talented. i, I we're happy good, to know him.
1: Some, some good stuff. And I, I try to stay humble. So if I, I downplay it, that's just it
0: shows, game. buddy. And uh the 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 humble hard workers like you are the ones who end up on top. Cream the crop. All right. At least that's what we hope. In my book, <laughs> hey man, good guy always wins. A good guy wins. All right, Lenny. You the man. Thank you, dude. All
1: right, love you guys. Love, love you. You too, buddy. See yep. you
0: on the sharp end of a camera, hopefully. Yeah, yes. bud. All right, See man. Ya. Latest. Have Peace. a good one.